You're listening to stevefog.com podcast. Podcast. A conversation designed to help you increase your influence online and create more impact. And here's your host, Steve Fogg. Well, hey everyone, it's Steve Fogg here, and I am so honored today to have a very special guest today, all the way from Oklahoma. Uh, and I'm here in Melbourne, well, near Melbourne in England, and we are you know, in completely different time zones. Uh, it's three o'clock in the afternoon here. It's 9 a.m. in Oklahoma, but the wonderful thing about the internet is that we can connect. Uh, I'm really excited to introduce Bo Coffran, uh, Bo is the social media um, guru for Life Church, uh, and Bo, it's great to have you here uh, on a podcast. Thanks for coming and sharing your wisdom today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Steve. This is great. I, I know we've tried to do this for a little while, and it's it's awesome that we we're able to connect. Yeah, look, it has it has been a while. I, I think when I last, when I think back to the first time I actually even said I'd love to have you on, I think that was last year. So it's just been been a crazy six months in my world. So I'm, I'm really thankful for you being so patient. And um, yeah, so just tell me your story. I would love to know kind of your story and how that kind of translated into social. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I was, uh, I worked uh, in youth ministry at, uh, near the San Francisco area for about 15 years and about uh, and so I transferred uh, to Life Church, and I'll get into that in a minute, how that happened. About a year and a half ago, I moved out to Oklahoma. But my family and I, we had been in, in the Cal- that California area for uh, quite a long time doing ministry. And about uh, almost five years ago now, I started my blog called lunchboxdad.com. And really, it was kind of by accident. My daughter was starting kindergarten. And I was looking, just looking for a way to show her that her dad loved her uh, when she was in school and that I was thinking about her. And so I was like, oh, what can I do here? And, and I wanted to just think of something special for me and her. Mm. And so I saw some moms making these sort of fun character-themed lunches online. And uh, I thought, you know what, that might be fun to do. And, but I said, I actually told my wife first, I'm like, hey, uh, I see all these moms doing this. You should try doing that. And she's like, um, no, you should try doing that. <laughs> okay, I'm a dad. Why can't I do this? And I don't see any other dads doing it, but I'll give it a try. And so then um, once the school year started, her first Monday in school, uh, I surprised her with this character-themed lunch. And she loved it, and we loved talking about it. And so I just continued to do it. I would make them on Sunday nights for her to take on Mondays. Uh, a lot of people think, I do this every day and that's not the case. Uh, I know some people do, uh, but it's just, it's a once a week thing. Okay. And then I, I thought, you know what, this is, uh, be really fun to record. And so that's how the blog came about. Yep. And so I started putting these pictures, uh, on my blog and, and then I thought, you know what, some other parents might want to try this. And so I put the recipes and directions on there for how we did it. And it was just really started out as something for me and her. And then it just kind of took off from there. And the social aspect came out of the blog because some people were like, hey, you should uh, start a Pinterest account. You should uh, do this and you should do that. And so I just kind of stumbled into it. And then I joined some Facebook groups on blogging and uh, talked about social media there. 
And my love for social media just grew and grew and grew over the last couple of years. And uh, now I'm making the lunches for my son as well. But 15 years into youth ministry, uh, we really felt God just calling us into a, a new season in life. Um, and we weren't sure what that looked like. But I knew that I had a love for the church and I had this love for social media that grew out of this blog. And, but we didn't know where God was taking us. And then we saw an opening at Life Church in Oklahoma. We had never been to Oklahoma before. And, uh, and, but God just kept opening up the doors. We were praying about it. And, uh, and it seemed like just a really exciting opportunity. And God just led us here. And just by faith, we, we picked up our family. We moved halfway across the United States and to wow. where we didn't know anyone and barely wow. knew the area, but we knew that's where God wanted us. And, yeah. and so we've been here for almost a year and a half now, and it's been just an amazing experience. Well, God bless you for uh, uprooting your whole family and moving from the beautiful state of SoCal to Oklahoma, which is full of, every time I see it, it's like tornado watch. Things are flying all over the place, batting down the hatches. And I, 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 you know, I moved in the last six months and I think I completely underestimated um, the impact on our family. And, but we feel like we're being obedient to the call of God uh, moving back up for me, moving back from Australia to the UK, but for my family to move from Australia to the UK and, you know, distances moot and, you know, cultures are similar, but so different. I'm sure that's the case for you as well that you know you think oh you're just moving to another state but actually cultures are you know it's 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 a landlocked state i think is it it is yeah it i mean it's it's very different even though we're in the same country it's very different culture and it doesn't mean it's bad we love the people here and it's just it's just been great to experience it I made some great friends and yeah but you're right it was moving and uprooting your family it has to be a call from god i feel yeah. like to be able to do that and yeah um, we just knew for sure, just like you knew that this is where God was calling you. And, and uh, so I'm, I continue to do the blog now. Yep. Um, that, I mean, that's the great thing about uh, having a website being on social media is you can do it from, from anywhere. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we do it on, on weekends and, and nights and um, working for Life Church is, is amazing. And, and that's my full time job during the day. Yeah. So give me like, obviously, you're, you're in Life Church, you're in this um very unique setting probably um in terms of anywhere in the world really in terms of um a single vision multi-site across many many different states and um but so central um and you're there trying to manage um social which you know from so many competing campuses so many competing messages like just 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 give me a, a picture of what does a day in the life of the social media leader for Life Church look like? Yeah, so I'm part of a an amazing communications team, and so th thankfully I get to focus uh, mainly on social media uh, mm -hmm. within that team. Uh, but I get a lot of great direction from them, and we are very close and communicating about all things communications about Life Church. Yep, uh, I have my hands uh, very specifically in in our global channels mm -hmm. and so just the, the main life church accounts and so if you were to go on facebook it's it's, it's the main one there um and we're on instagram pinterest twitter snapchat um and so all of those and so i uh i, I plan the well i create the the strategy and the vision for social media across the board um 
but I plan all the posts, the daily, uh, weekly posts. Um, and, but the great thing is I have an amazing volunteer team yeah. underneath me and they are awesome social media leaders and, uh, just really empowering them. So a lot of the comments and engagement that you might see on those channels, that's yep. them. Yep. We can do what we do without the amazing social media team who they just give their time and, um, and they love it. And I'm so thankful for them. Um, but then we also have all these campuses as well, and, and the campuses have their own social media channels. Mm -hmm. And so um, I help train them, and we go through best practices, and um, I am, you know, daily answering in contact with the people at, at the campuses who run the social media there, and um, just really try and whatever questions they might have uh, on specific posts or anything like that, direct them on best practices for the entire church. I'm going to be doing... Uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm doing training for our LXP, which is our internship program, and um, other new staff members as well for onboarding. And we're, we really, at Life Church, we're in a culture of just really um, constantly learning. And I love that about, uh, about our church here is they really provide a ton of opportunities for that. And especially in social media, it changes so fast. Yeah. You always have to be learning about all the new things coming out. And so they leave space for that, and they really encourage that as well. Yeah, yeah. So you have a team of, um, so you do the strategy uh, and then you have a team of volunteers that, so specifically around community management. Yeah, yeah. And so we, uh, we have a Facebook group for our uh, social media team. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have uh, community leaders that kind of take over each day. And so they'll respond to messages and I'll do some of that as well. And yeah. I'm, I'm obviously uh, constantly on our channels to see how things are going. Um, but I really want to, uh, my goal is to release them for ministry. I mean, they do an amazing job in ministering to people. And that's one of our goals with our social media channels is, is really, um, it's not mainly about promoting events. It's about ministering to people where they're at. And, yep. and there's a lot of great opportunities for that on social media. And our team does an amazing job of that. Yep. So obviously there's content that needs to be created all the time as well. And you know, people may look at Life Church and say, well, that's fine for them because they're this one of the kind kind of church and, uh, you know, they've got so, all the resources in the world kind of thing. But it, the average church, um, you know, I, one of the observations I've made with churches is they struggle to make content. Mm -hmm. And um, so just walk through the steps of how, how you think about content, how you create content and ideas. And just, I, I want to pull the demystify it a little bit for a lot of people. Yeah, I think there's two ways of going about it is that you can create your own content for your social media channels. And then there's this idea of curating content from other sources. And one thing that uh, we really try and do at Life Church is have a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. And because uh, we really feel like it's in, for us, for our, for our channels, and this might not be true for every church, but just what we try and do is share from other sources as well. So it's not uh, always creating all these resources on our own. It's, there's, there's so many great encouraging stories of what God's doing around the world. Mm. Um, and we like to share that as well. And so that's something that I believe that um, any church can do is, is really be looking out for these ways that God is moving mm. and um, through his creation or just through um, stories that we see every day on social media that are great to share. And so those, it does take a little bit of time to search those out and find them. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
but that's something that you don't have to create on your own. Yep. Um, the stuff that we do create uh, for our global channels, we put out, you know, just like the, the typical stuff for series, sermon series coming up and, and events that apply to all our campuses. And, and we do, um, we do create that, um, you know, the sermon quotes, which are some of our best performing uh, posts out there. And, and I think that that is something that for uh, medium size or smaller churches, if you are in charge of social media, for your church, whether either in a volunteer role or on staff as part of your job. Man, what I do is we will, we do get our uh, pastor's outline the week before and we're able to pick some of those out. But also when I'm sitting there in service, I'll listen and I'll be like, man, I didn't, I didn't catch that from the outline, but that is such an amazing quote. Yeah, that's and, it. Um, I'll just take actually notes on my phone yeah. and then I'll go either after service or I'll the next day. Um, on a Monday, and I'll just write that down. And you can use a free tool like um, Canva or PicMonkey to turn that into a graphic quote. Mm -hmm. And um, and those are those are two of the best tools out there, I think, because they're free. Which means yeah. they're um, I mean, there's some features that you can pay for, but generally they're free. And so um, all churches have access to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, you're um, also doing the same thing with um, video versions of those quotes as well. You you know, you're putting the two to three minute clip or shorter or longer the same sort of idea around that as well yeah definitely i mean video is one of the biggest and best things that you can do for social media so if you do have that capability at your church i highly recommend that if you're recording it um for any other reason yeah. um, just be able to take that and uh, maybe when you're sitting in service you just um make a note on your phone or just write it down in your bulletin hey at this point in time here's a great opportunity for this sermon clip right here what we try and do, what, what, what we see what works for us is that we will take generally around 45 seconds to one minute clips because mm -hmm. that's where we see for our followers, people's attention spans. Um, and so also that helps it make it so we can use it on Facebook. We can use it on Twitter. We can use it on Instagram and repurpose that content. So it's not just for one channel. Yeah. So um, who does that for you or do you do that? So we have uh, a video person who yep. does an amazing job cutting the clips each week. Um, sometimes that, that falls on me when, when they're out of town and, and that's fine. I just make time in my week to do that. And, uh, but uh, generally we have a video person who's able to, to cut that uh, for yeah. us. And then, um, and then we also put uh, subtitles in, which uh, Facebook has made that so easy to do now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have that capability to upload that to Facebook, and I know YouTube has that capability too, where you can actually download those, sub uh, download those subtitles from YouTube yep. and upload them to Facebook or, um, or other video editing software. Yeah, I just heard, as an aside, I heard in, an interesting workflow suggestion that YouTube's um, uh, subtitling is much better than Facebook's in terms of that first capture. And I, I've heard of some people that are actually just uploading it to YouTube just to capture the the subtitles because it's not performing particularly that well on YouTube, but then they'll will take it and put it into Facebook instead of having to do it twice. And it's, it's more, it's much closer to the original, um, you know, quote that they're looking for, which yeah. just for those that are listening, that's a really interesting workflow um, suggestion that you can actually, if you, even if you don't have a YouTube channel or you don't think you're getting a lot of views on YouTube, but you can use it as a workflow mechanism, or you can use Facebook's own um, subtitling. I've done that and gone in and tweet just some of the 
the strange yeah. words that it makes up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to double check those subtitles, but I feel like they're so important for social media videos now. Yeah. Um, there's anything, I mean, we could talk about aspect ratio and sizes, but the most, I feel like the most important thing is subtitles because so many people listen or, and watch with the sound off. Mm. And, um, and so, especially if it's a sermon clip or something like that, it's people are on their mobile phones yeah. um, and they're, they have the sound off. And so it's just, it's so important. Yeah. And, and it's that hover factor, isn't it? That's, it's that attention. You've got to catch, it's part of all capturing that attention where, I don't know about you, but I, I'm feeling like Facebook, especially, is if I, especially if I'm out on my phone and I'm flicking through my uh, feed and the video is playing every single like second or third spin through the feed, and I, I, I sometimes feel like it's getting saturated. But some people do it better than others, you know, in terms of capturing and making making a stop. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so what are what are um, some of the strategies or tactics would you suggest to people just who, who maybe are starting out and you know the, the kind of, okay, we've got this Facebook page and you know, we're a medium sized church and kind of what would you suggest to them? Where, where should they start or what should they focus on? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that uh, what we've seen um, from our perspective is that Facebook is still king of social media. Mm -hmm. You kind of hear every year, oh, Facebook is dying, Facebook is dying. But uh, yeah, but it's uh, latest stats that I've seen is 1.8 billion monthly active users. Yeah. On Facebook. Amazing. Yeah, which is crazy. And the, the average person spends that is on there daily spends about 20 minutes on there per day, mm. which if you can see that in the mind of ministering to someone, if you can, someone's, uh, if you can be in their space for 20 minutes a day, how powerful is that with being able to share the gospel and um, being able to talk with them and pray with them? And so it's just great opportunities for ministry. What, uh, what we try and do is for Facebook specifically, um, we post as much as we feel we have quality content for. Mm -hmm. And so if that's, you have quality content for one post a day, Mm -hmm. Great. Go with that. If you have quality content for three to four posts a week, then go with that. Mm -hmm. um, and we also uh, try for our ratio of promotional posts. One thing we try and stay away from on our pages is making it feel like a billboard. That's a, that's a goal is that uh, we like to, uh, we like to say we don't want our social media pages to be a billboard that people drive by, but a coffee shop that they hang out. Yep. And, uh, and so that, that's, it's not always the case. It doesn't always work out as well as we had hoped, but that, that's our goal is that for about every, uh, every four posts, hopefully one of those is a promotional post promotional, meaning, Hey, come to our event here. We'd love for you to download this or, yep. or go to our site and read this. Um, and so that's what we consider a, a promotional post. But then for every one of those, we want two or three posts that are just, Hey, how can we pray for you? Or, Here's, yeah. a, here's a really ministering uh, quote or message or even just a silly uh, thing that we share from another page or just a fun other question like uh, we, there's National Donut Day coming up. And so what's your favorite type of donut? And so just something like that for just realizing that, hey, there's a actual people behind this page. It's not just a church. It's not just uh, a, what people might consider a brand, but. Mm. But it's just, hey, there's people that want to interact and, and uh, have fun as well. Yeah, well, there are some great ideas. So if you're listening, th there's just some 
excellent ideas in there in terms of what just just simple things that you can take to to post it doesn't always have to be a quote from a sermon uh, you may get four quotes from a sermon or you may get two quotes from a sermon or you may get a quote from a staff meeting or you may take someone behind the scenes in a staff meeting or uh, you may you may take a photo of a sunset and talk about creation and you know I, I, it doesn't have to feel like a highly produced piece of content all the time I think for the average church you know you're probably going to have a phone and maybe a camera and for some churches are going to have some video content but that person that's probably doing the social is also learning how to do video as well so there are some great ideas there it doesn't have to be complicated uh and the thing that i love though about facebook is that you can schedule out in advance so if you're smart about scheduling then you actually don't need to be on there all the time absolutely Um, how do you go about in terms of scheduling what's your kind of rhythm and routine so we just uh, and once again i'm the only full-time social media person on staff yes uh, for scheduling posts out, uh, we generally have on our Facebook page anywhere from five to seven posts a day, uh-huh. and then we will do anywhere from two to two to four posts on Instagram, and then on Twitter we're a little bit more free flowing there. Um, generally, we try and have five to six posts, but it could be anywhere from ten up to ten a day, and so that's a lot of posts to be putting out there. Yeah. And and so what we do is we just have a spreadsheet. I use a Google Doc. Yep. And uh, it was a template that I downloaded from somewhere and just kind of modified it for our specific purpose. And I put, uh, I just spend some time, usually it's on Tuesday and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday is when I put the most time into it. And I schedule out each post on that Google doc yep. and that we want to put out. And if I don't know exactly what's going to go in there, I just kind of do a general thing, but I try and be as specific as possible. And then I share that with a couple of volunteers uh-huh. who actually go out and, and um, schedule that for me. Right. So they pull the content up from wherever Dropbox or Google Drive or whatever and, and schedule and create the content. Yep. So they're copying and pasting. And, and for some of them, I give them uh, freedom. Hey, create some hashtags for this and yep. you know, just kind of have fun with it. And, and they do a fantastic job with it. And they're, I mean, it's people that uh, we found just, hey, they're on social media anyway. Yep. And I think every church has that. It's just a matter of looking for that. Who are those people that love being on social media? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. good because people actually posting on Facebook all the time anyway, and yep. maybe they haven't seen it as a ministry yet. And maybe that's just um, you having this personal conversation on a, a Sunday or a Saturday or getting together with coffee over coffee with them and saying, Hey, we, we really want to uh, kind of up, the ministry on our pages have you ever thought about like this could be part of your ministry here and just yeah. kind of recruiting volunteers that way yeah so a great, a great way that i've recruited volunteers in the past is that exactly that it's actually do you know what i'm friends with a lot of people in my last church you know obviously naturally relationally connected and on facebook especially and then what i do is see who's on there a lot and then I'd see what sort of content they're interested in. And all of a sudden you start to narrow that down and go, okay, well, these people might have actually a heart for serving. So I might give them a call and, and see. And, um, and that's worked for me in terms of um, raising up volunteers and, and then just put a bit of training around that. Um, so it's a really good idea. You don't have to do it yourself. If you're a leader of a church, 
Like you don't have to do it yourself. You can put a framework around it. Just like uh, Bo, you said, I've got a Google Drive template actually, which uh, is on my blog, which I'll link to in the show notes, which is basically just got every channel on it. And it's just got every day and just you can take that template to a save as in Google Drive and just um, use that for yourself if you're listening. It's, it's going to be linked in the show notes. So um, I think scheduling out is a really great idea because it stops different people from scheduling things at different times and conflict and all that sort of stuff. And it helps, you know, certainly in a team point, point of view, what sort of messages you're crea- creating as a team. Uh, when we bring it back up to that communications team level. So that's really, really practical and really, really helpful. Um, So just really quick for the scheduling tools, um, because we're talking for churches of all different sizes here, there's so many great uh, free tools out there. And you mentioned the template, the downloadable template on your, on your website. But I mean, for us, we just use the native Facebook scheduler. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's available to anyone. Yep. Uh, and then from there, it's if you, it, it kind of, I put it out there where whatever feels best for you guys, whether it's Hootsuite or Buffer for Twitter, and then there's some Instagram schedulers out there as well. And you can spend money, but you don't have to, is the great thing about social media. That's right. The important thing with scheduling we found for us is that we still want that human side to it. So even though we're scheduling things out, probably 95% of our posts are scheduled out a week in advance. Yep. Uh, we uh, want to make sure that we're on our accounts every day to be able to respond to comments and uh, respond to private messages and things along those lines. So there's that human aspect as well. So um, it's just, I think that's a hugely important part for us for social media is that we don't want to just set it and forget it. We yep. want to have that, uh, that engagement in that community too. Yeah. So what should people avoid on social in terms of, you know, like if you've made mistakes or, uh, I've made plenty um, on, on social for our church accounts, but w- what would you suggest people avoid doing? Uh, well, I can speak to us at Life Church and me for my personal uh, social channels for, for Lunchbox Dad. Um, I, I think that uh, you can avoid, uh, just know what works on each channel. Uh-huh. And uh, so, for instance, uh, for us, we avoid posting YouTube clips on, on the Facebook. And we want to upload as much as possible. Uh, we like to upload video natively to the social channels. Yep. Um, and, and also um, pay attention to what's working for your audience. And so for us, we're just constantly trying to uh, evaluate our social channels. And like, you know what, maybe this channel is the best. So we're going to put a little bit more energy into it. And that's reaching the most people. Yep. And even though all these articles say, hey, this is the up and coming thing, it might not be where we want to put most of our energy. And so I would say as a church, maybe, uh, maybe for you, it's Facebook might not be the best, but Instagram is, is getting the most engagement. So put, um, put some more time and effort there. And, and so that'll vary by church. Um, or uh, if you're a blogger out there, just kind of evaluate where kind of your sweet spot is for uh, your social media channels. And you don't have to uh, for us, we kind of sometimes, I get, for me personally, I get in the trap is I have to be on everything, but maybe it's just a matter of, uh, for me, it's like, hey, what, what are the two or three channels that, I, that really we're reaching the most people at and, yep. and, and time and energy into there? Because it can be overwhelming when you think about all the social channels coming out. Yeah. And, uh, and so if I, if, if I were to start again, yep. um, like for my blog, I would... Uh, 
really try and up my Instagram game more from the beginning. Yep. Um, and the thing I love about Instagram now is Instagram stories and just all the features that they're constantly releasing for that. And Instagram stories has 200 million active daily users right now, which is more than Snapchat. They've blown by Snapchat and they're constantly updating. And um, I just saw yesterday and maybe I'm a little bit late to the game on this, but uh, in the last few days they've released in uh, location based Instagram stories, So you can get your stories posts, um, like for us in Edmond, Oklahoma, one of our youth group shots uh, got uh, featured on the Edmond, Oklahoma location Instagram stories, which oh, is wow. really cool. And it was just taken from a volunteer. It wasn't like a normal thing. Yeah. Um, but sticker, location stickers that'll kind of like ping, hey, this is a possible thing for, for where you are in your city. And I think that's a great way to be discovered for your church as well, or, or if you have a blog for that. Um, and so I, I would probably, if I were to start again, put a lot more energy into Instagram and a lot more energy into video. Yep. Yeah. So really uh, part of what you're saying is define where you want to start by your audience. Look at where, you know, where your audience is, um, where they are. And don't put all your energy into too many places because you'll burn out. And yeah. that's probably what I've seen a lot of people do. They, they see the latest shiny thing. And, you know, last year, uh, it was Snapchat and very quickly Instagram um, copied uh, the stories element and just basically blown them out of the water. Um, and, um, you know, that don't follow the shiny new object, I, I think. Just have a strategy, have a plan, have a focus uh, and, and start with that focus in mind. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. and don't forget to experiment because... Uh, for us here at Life Church, I'm blessed to be in a place where they allow uh, freedom for us to kind of experiment with different types of posts and um, different times and different things. And they actually encourage that. Yep. And so part of social media, and I, I feel like uh, expanding your reach on there is um, don't just get stuck in a rut, but try different things. And if, and if something isn't working, stop doing it and um, try something else and, and follow brands and churches that you feel are, are doing some really great stuff and see, oh, would this work in our context? Maybe it won't, but maybe some, some sort of tweaking of it will. And, uh, and so that's what, that's what we try and do and, uh, and just experiment. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but it could be something that really takes off for you. So just try and experiment with different things. I think that's one mistake I made at the beginning with my blog and, and just uh, kind of, kind of get, just getting into a routine as opposed to let me experiment with this. Let me experiment with that. And social media changes so fast that it's one of those things that you have to experiment. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, I just saw um, yesterday, and I know it's been in the wings a long time, but with Facebook Live doing interviews and now on personal feeds allowing two people to be on the same Facebook Live. And, that, you know, it's been tested for a while. I know that. But that's that's kind of, you know, okay, how could you as a church use that? All of a sudden, that's kind of, you know, get on there early because we know that Facebook's going to leave that throttle we're wide open for that kind of thing because they want us to get addicted to it. Yeah. Because they're going to make us pay later. But while we've got that free opportunity, let's let's be agile and let's take the opportunity with those videos. So Facebook Live is such an amazing tool because it's so accessible to anyone with a smartphone. Yeah. And I think the great thing about Facebook Live is, is that it's meant to be a little bit more raw. 
Um, it doesn't need to be polished. It doesn't need to have all these graphics flying in and, and all these different things to be super produced. Uh, people expect it to be more live and in the moment. And that really lends itself to churches to be able to, to use that in their context, however they see fit. And I think that that's great. Um, for us at Life Church for Facebook Live, we always encourage campuses. Um, so if you can do a video, um, like even if it's just promoting a van or talking about something coming up, if you can do that on Facebook Live, try it on Facebook Live instead of doing like even a recorded video on your phone and going through the editing process. Try it on Facebook Live instead and see if that works uh, better for you. Yeah. Well, the thing, I, the psychology about Facebook Live, which I love, which does make it accessible for most people, is like you say, there's a there's almost like a grace space for it doesn't have the sound doesn't have to sound like you're professionally mic'd up. The vision doesn't matter if you you know, it's some, a little bit dark or shadowy or the light's blown out a little bit. There's, there's a grace space for people. And actually, and obviously in terms of reach, you're going to go faster out there and people are going to get notifications in their feed that you're live. And um, you can now do it from desktop if you really, really want to. Or So the, 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 I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for kind of smaller, medium-sized churches to, to use that quite well. Uh, and it don't think about that high production. You actually, it, it, it's almost like an equalizer in some ways in terms of creating content. Yeah, and once again, it's all it's all free. And it's I mean, free. You, wow. As long as you have internet and and a mobile phone, or even like you said with a desktop computer, it's it's all free. And so you're right, it is a great equalizer. And let's not forget about Instagram stories as well. Instagram yeah. is really putting a lot into their stories features. Now they have like the top stories that they feature some users and. And, um, that are going on and so I know that they're really pushing that and I mean the great thing about live video too is it's not like you invest a ton of time and effort into post-production on it mm. and so if it doesn't turn out just delete it yep. and, and start again or try something different and we've had to do that sometimes with uh, with some of our videos where the connection wasn't great or something something happened where it just wasn't a good experience for those watching so we just deleted it and it's, it's yeah. okay. It's, it's experimenting and, and uh, we just try and have fun with it. Yeah. 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 Look, look, I've done um, some Facebook live where, you know, for whatever reason, like the signals dropped out or, and you just go, Oh no, we can't really keep that going. Even though it got good engagement because we know a lot of people watch the replays. So let's yeah. just delete it and do something else instead and gives you a flexibility. And I think there's a lot of forgiveness you know, from people in terms of, well, I'm sure I saw that video, but I can't find it anymore. It doesn't feel like it's one of those deleted tweets kind of yeah. moment. Yes. Um, so in terms of kind of social moving forward, um, you know, what's next? Like, you know, I, I know, for instance, I've seen um, Life Church actually sponsor some videos, specifically around some very, very focused targets, like volunteers for church online talk to me before we go on what's next just talk to me about your strategy in terms of obviously you need to have a little bit of a budget to 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 have that kind of focus tell me a little bit about yeah you know, what are you focusing on in terms of paid content uh versus you know the average person that might want to boost a post right and so you know i i I feel, and we've had this conversation a lot at Life Church, is that Facebook 
uh, is going more towards kind of a, a, a pay if you want more reach on your posts. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of the nature of, of a business. And so we're just trying to adapt to that some. And, um, and so we, uh, over time, um, have created a budget for, uh, for really so, and it really, it helps because you don't have to have from, um, a lot of promotional posts on your, um, on your page. Um, if you create ads and so we, we put some money behind, um, uh, like specifically sermon series yep. and, and, and things along those lines. Um, and so we create some ads for that. Um, but as, as far as what I'm, I have my hands in mostly is, uh, with boosting posts. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we see, okay, what's a post that's doing well, um, already organically. Yep. And, and um, if there's something that's really taking off, um, we'll put a little bit of funding behind it and not a ton, just a little bit and just see what happens. And the idea is that we don't want to try, um, if something isn't connecting, we don't necessarily want to try and make it connect. We want to um, maybe put a little bit behind what is already connecting with people organically. Yes. And the idea is for it to organically spread more. And so um, uh, it's those special posts. and we don't do it all the time. It's just like, we have this, uh, we just put a little tiny bit behind something every once in a great while. And yeah. uh, that's really taking off. Yeah. Look on the lookout for, and that goes back to seeing how your posts are doing. Yeah. Just be on the lookout for those type of posts. Yeah. Look, I completely agree. Um, having a focus around where you spend your money uh, is really, really important. And actually, you know, so if, you, if you're listening here and you've never thought about spending money on social media just think of social media as another communications channel where you will pay to use an email marketing system depending on the size of your church you'll pay potentially for your software on your computer but think of social media as it's, it's an outreach tool mm -hmm. and there are opportunities uh, instead of putting money into newspapers or uh, any other kind of advertising think about using your social channels as a, an advertising tool uh, in, in a very authentic way. So I, I absolutely right. mend Facebook ads, especially uh, we've used it at Crossway uh, for our online ministry and, um, you know. So that, you can target, like have just hyper-focused targeting on it, which is amazing, which, um, you know, uh, I, I know that uh, we're part of the church communications Facebook group, and, and this, this uh, subject gets brought up all the time. And if you're listening and you're not part of that group, you should be because yeah. there's so many great ideas that flow from churches of all different sizes. And that's what I love about it. I'm constantly learning stuff from people in there, and, yeah. uh, and, and I love that. Uh, but it maybe it's just this, uh, this idea that if you do want to get into uh, Facebook ads, um, do some research about how they're how you know what the return on investment could be yeah. and then the next time it's brought up maybe it's vacation bible school at your church or christmas and a word, and your board might be talking about um, budgets for um, mailers or magazine ads or something like that maybe just present it as an option um, yeah. and i don't know it just it, it really depends on your church and your culture yes. but it's this tool that's really really available where we can really hyper focus and target let's just say parents for VBS and yep. um, reach a lot of parents in your area. So um, yep. such a great tool. For those who are listening outside of the States who want to know what VBS is vacation Bible school, which yeah. basically summer, I think you've just basically people 
who normally go to school, hang out, learning about biblical stuff and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they'll have uh, a lot of, it's really big in the United States for churches that uh, kids, kids that are generally elementary school age. Yes. And uh, usually about 10, 10 years old and under will come um, for the day or half a day and it'll yep. be kind of games and team building and then Bible stories. And it, it varies depending on church to church, yep. but it, uh, it's done by a lot of churches here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love those bridging kind of ministries that help people connect into the church. What, one of the things I just say with Facebook ads is um, I, I love Facebook. I think it's most brilliant outreach tool for Christmas, for Easter. Um, just don't be afraid to invite your community to church. Mm-hmm. Um, to, just get the camera going. Just if you're a good presenter, just speak to the camera and invite be, be winsome, be positive, um, talk to them about what the church is about and don't be surprised. You don't have to be a big church to get people to come along. And uh, I was actually chatting with someone in, in the church communications group, uh, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, that um, So they have a small church um, in a small town and they just did that, literally that video invitation. And it, again, it wasn't professionally polished, but they, they saw something like 20 visitors mm-hmm. from that video that they could actually measure who came. And you just think about that kind of switch of going, do you know what, you could put an ad in the paper and probably a lot of people wouldn't have even seen it because it's on that page in the paper that's got 20 other ads on it. And it's, there's a lot of competition for space uh, in, in the paper, but in someone's feed, uh, at the moment, I think, anyway, for, certainly for churches, and it's in different seasonal times, you can actually it can be quite effective Absolutely. in inviting your community along to church. And it doesn't have to be a complex message or well thought out. It just needs to be a warm invitation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Such, such a really good tool. Yeah. And, and like you say, you can geo-target so you're not wasting money on looking at the size of a big audience, you can you know, say, this is my town or this is my region. And these are the types of people that we, we want to kind of reach in terms of where they live and age stage and all that sort of stuff. It's just so powerful. And one of the great things that, uh, that I didn't realize for the longest time, but um, once again, just like, man, we, we're always trying to learn from others. Um, and it's, at, in the middle, if you have a, let's just say a Facebook ad going out for, and you set the time for a week, you can keep track of how that's doing and tweak it throughout the week um, to try different audiences or to add or take things away and to try and make it perform better. And it's, mm. it's a pretty, um, pretty easy thing to do once you get into it. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. And that's, you know, once you set your ad accounts up and, you know, you literally, you, you can do it from your phone and, you know, it's a little app on your phone that you can get Facebook ad adverts and, you know, I, I'm doing it weekly and, you know, actually the phone interface is much better than a desktop interface. I don't know how you find it if you use it at all, but I, I find the desktop version of my browser never shows my results the way I want to show it. It's always, it's always like empty or blank on some days and I just have to go to my app just to get kind of the results from it to make sure that I get the best positive um measurement from that so so tell me so you've got 
this is, you know, you get paid during the day and this is your ministry with Life Church. But then you've got this kind of thing that's kind of brought you into ministry through your kind of interesting all things digital and family with Lunchbox Dad. Um, tell me a little bit about that and um, kind of where do you see that going and the story behind that? Yeah, so the story behind Lunchbox Dad is, um, yeah, I think I did I think I talked a little bit about it at the beginning, how it got started. Uh, but really, long-term, it's, it's all about my family. Yeah. And kind of the long-term strategy is just, hey, uh, does it help me connect with my kids? And I always want to be connecting with my kids and telling them that, that I love them. This is just one way to do that. And, um, so long-term, I, I hope it continues that way. Um, so, but I mean, this is uh, also, I know at Life Church, this is where God has placed me yeah. right now. And, um, and in this season of ministry, and it's just, it's an amazing time. And, and I know that God has brought me here and my family here. And so um, I'm blessed to be able to do Lunchbox Dad on the side and, and, and have that connect with my family and, yeah. uh, and uh, just have fun with it too. And if you're, if you're thinking about starting a blog or, or even an Instagram channel for different things, um, and that's one great thing too about social media, by the way, is that I see a lot of what maybe would be bloggers a couple of years ago, they just focus on, let's just say Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, and they just have fun with that. And that is such a great way to go. And, and that's, that's an amazing thing or focus on YouTube or, or whatever it is for you. Just kind of, uh, if you don't have a passion for it, if you don't have fun with it, it's just going to go by the wayside. So pick something that you're going to have fun with. And if you think that, especially if you have a family and you're like, Hey, this would be fun to do together. Yeah. Just go with it. And because even if you, it's your, extended family reading it or following it as long as you're having fun with it and, and fun with your family great go for it there's nothing wrong with that and if it goes somewhere and uh you know it goes in a different direction and, and other people start following you i just consider that a blessing and on top of it and yeah. i always try and bring myself back to hey the original intent was just to keep a record of me and my kids having fun together and these memories that we're building and connecting with each other yeah that's so good look i'd just say the same thing i, I think really for us you know social social is really like micro blogging almost it's kind of you know you're creating a moment which is kind of like a micro blog but uh, i've also um, encouraged my son to um, start an instagram account for scootering so he loves skateboarding and scootering and all that stuff. and he loves the slow-mo flips and uh, so he's takes my phone out and he's he um he got a little gopro and and um unfortunately left it on the driveway so I ran over it and you know, just one of the challenges teenage kids that they you know they get to put things away and dad comes home and feels this little crunch underneath the wheels and so he's still in mourning about that but it's just encouraging um, him just to not just look at everybody what everyone else is doing but actually start something and record what he's passionate about and and I don't know if it's going to take off if but he's just really enjoying it. Okay. And it's, it, it's also putting a, a bit of thought into how he can teach others how to scooter. Mm -hmm. And that's just incredible, really, when you think about it, that he can share with all these different people around the world just some simple steps on how to do that. And like you say, it's just a memory. And, you know, he may just do it for six months mm -hmm. or a year or, or not at all. I'm not really sure uh, beyond that. But it's, it's a, just a wonderful way to express yourself. And I think you're yeah. right. It's got, to, it's got to start with the passion, hasn't it? It's got to start with the, and that's why I started blogging. It started, you know, 
I wanted to share what I've been learning in the church uh, communication space with others. And if I think back to it, I actually started with long form content and it's taken quite a bit of time out of my uh, day. And that's why I love podcasting and meeting people like you because we get to hang out together and I feel like you get to know people quickly and it's a lot harder with blogging to actually get to know people. So uh, I want to say thank you to you for sharing um, all this time with me and our listeners. And so if, if someone's going to find you somewhere, where would they find you online? Uh, they would find me, well, of course, on uh, the Life Church channels. Yeah. Um, and so life.church. Yeah. Uh, we don't pronounce the dot, but that's, uh, that's in there. There's a yep. number of Life Churches out there uh, on our social channels. And then at Lunchbox Dad on, on all my personal channels there. And I would love to hear more uh, from those uh, people that are listening and just what have you found that works uh, for you on social media or if you're a blogger out there um, and you and you are like hey I've been trying this and it's been working really well I would love to hear that too I just love learning and you're right just networking with people uh, and building relationships with people is, is huge and so if you're looking to get into this space either as a blogger or in church communications I can't um, talk enough about how important it is not to do it on your own but to really network and connect with people that are doing the same thing as you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate the time that you've invested into the, the capital C church and sharing with others and uh, God bless you for all you do with life church. And I look forward again, as you've said, you know, those little lunch boxes, I love seeing them in my feed, whether it's star Wars, whether it's Shrek or whatever you, you kind of do. It's just been great. And a lot of fun to, kind of see your journey with your your family along the way so thanks very much for coming on today thanks steve thanks for having me and you could also check out open.life.church because there's tons yes. of resources for free out there as well yeah that, and, i actually think that's a, a almost kind of um one of those low profile things that you guys have been doing but there's some great communications resources and some fantastic little seminars that video seminars that i know and i think i've seen saw one that you did maybe a couple of months back even yeah we yeah our team uh loves just connecting with churches and when i was at my churches out in california i actually used the resources from open uh and it's all free and just you can download we give everything away and so if you're looking for um, resources along those lines uh check it out and they would love to connect with you and uh, answer any questions you have as well yeah well I'll, I'll definitely put that in the show notes and see if we can find a video of you so people can see you and a link to uh, all of your blog and everything else online. So thanks very much for coming today. Really, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Appreciate it.